Hi, welcome to the Booty Babble podcast. I'm Carolina. And I'm Amanda. And we're both owners of Booty Yoga in La Jolla. And we also have a workout we created called Flow Lift. Today, we'll be talking about yoga teacher training. So we're going to talk to each other first, just about our experience. And then we've got some guests coming up for you. So Carolina, what made you take your very first teacher training and when did you take it? So I was working on Wall Street in New York um, and then 9-11 happened. So I realized, okay, I could die tomorrow. I hated my job. I was working many, many, many hours like on corporate schedule, like eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner at my desk. And once 9-11 happened, I realized I wanted to do something else. And I was really like looking for like meaning in my life. And for some reason I thought of yoga, like I had taken a couple classes before in college. Um, and I think during Morgan Stanley, when I was working there, I took a couple classes there too at the Equinox cause we had a membership there. And then, so after nine 11, I was like, I think I should like explore this yoga thing a little bit more and see what it's all about. Cause I hadn't had like a very like transformative experience with it. I just felt like it was just more like stretching. And so <clears throat> I kind of like set a mission to like go to every, not every, but a lot of the studios in New York to see if I could find a teacher or a class that was amazing. And I probably took like, I don't know, a handful of classes at different studios and every studio kind of had this different vibe. And I finally took a class with my teacher. His name is John Tamayo and he still teaches. He's in Soho. And when I took that class, I literally like saw stars. I was like, whoa, what the heck is this? Like, it was just, it was so cool. So like, there was no music and everybody in there was just like flowing together and they were so strong and they were putting their bodies in all these different shapes that I was just like, oh my God, how do they do this? And I, I have a, uh, gymnastics background, but I never did anything with it. And then, you know, I was kind of worked out, went to the gym. But when I took this class, it was like on all levels, amazing, not just physical. It was mental. It was emotional. It was spiritual. And after that class, I was like, I need to learn how to do this. Like I just, there was something inside me that said, I, this is it. This is what I need to do. And they were having a teacher training, I think within the next like two months or something. So I signed up and I just remember being like, okay, this is, this is where I need to be. And I was still, I was working a nonprofit job because I had quit Morgan Stanley. So I had more time to actually like do a teacher training, but it took like six months, about six months to finish it. So it was like one of those where it was like every other weekend. And I was at the studio a lot, like taking a lot of classes, um, just being, being around a lot. And so that's kind of how I got into my teacher training. How did you get into yours? We have like pretty similar stories, which I guess is not that surprising, but I I had a cool job in LA. I really did like it. It was a job in fashion. Um, so it was exciting and I got to like go to New York all the time. And I thought it was sort of the dream come true, but I just didn't feel like fulfilled, I guess that would be the word. I mean, I was 22, I think, 22, 23. And um, 
I was going, I had done yoga in college. I thought it was cool. And even when I moved to California, I was like, mom, I'm going to move to California and be a yoga teacher. And she was like over my dead body. <laughs> like that's literally what she said. And I was like, just kidding. But that actually is what I ended up doing. Um, so when I just felt really unsatisfied with my job, it did come around the same time that I went to my original teacher's class. His name was Chappie. And he taught at this place called Harmony Yoga in Redondo Beach. And he blasted music so loud and taught the hardest, pro still probably the hardest vinyasa class I've ever taken. It would supposed to be like 90 minutes and he'd go like over two hours and nobody cared. This was like a different time. Um, and I would go every single day and he actually didn't teach a teacher training. He was like, just go find one. And I took it at um, Center for Yoga, which is now a yoga works. Um, if that's even around anymore, but it was the oldest yoga studio in LA. It was started by Ganga White and Anna Forest, which is cool. They were long gone when I went, but it was a great experience. And my teacher, he hired me right away because at that time there were not as many yoga teachers. So he was like desperate and I got a job immediately and helped manage the studio and was able to quit my fashion job. Who And what so which was the teacher that you like really like they're the ones who really pushed you to or not pushed you but like maybe inspired you yeah it was definitely happy in my training we got i got exposed to a lot of really cool teachers and one teacher that really had a big impact on me was desiree ramba who was an anusara teacher um so she really really influenced me too but Chappie was was and is probably my number one influence of all time but why? So like, what, what was so special about him that made you want to sign up? Well, I didn't ever take his training. I mean, he he did one later on, but he's the one that made me want to teach. And he's the one that made me want to do yoga like every single day. And it was, it was because of the way I felt. And I was like, this job is going to help me help people, um, help myself. And I did, I was a psychology major and I didn't want to be a therapist. Um, but I did feel that like mind body aspect to it. And in college, I kind of forgot about my body. You know, I, I had always been an athlete, but I was more focused on studying and I didn't really exercise anymore. And to be like back in my body again, like that in a way I had never been before was like, this is what I got to do with the rest of my life. So was it like his sequencing, what he said, what was it? Yep. Was it wasn't special. sequencing. His sequencing was amazing and crazy and wild and also felt really good. It was always his music. His music was incredible. And yeah, I mean, he was a true, like, free yoga dude, you know? So, he, and, you know, he integrated a lot of yoga philosophy into his class, but in a very non dogmatic way. Um, and it was the community of people. Like, I, that was that was my place. I made so many friends there. Um, it was just like, it was like, I had never liked church before. And so now I, I felt like I like joined a church, not a cult, but cause it wasn't culty at all. <laughs> it was just like cool people in the South Bay of LA. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the community of it was a big part. Yeah. I guess for me, it was, it was more, like, first of all, I thought he was Indian, John Tamayo. I was like, this is like, he had like long hair, a ponytail. 
um, dressed like with very like light clothing and the way he would walk, I noticed was very like, I don't know, almost like he was floating, very deliberate walking. Um, but what he said in the class was also, you know, just very deep, but without being like fake. Right. So I like that. Like he brought a lot of wisdom into the practice. And now it's funny because the, the, there was never music back then. Right. And we both play music. But I think I like that because I could hear at least in the beginning, I could hear how people were breathing. And so it was nice to have that 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 ability to hear everything. Um, but I do think it was his sequencing. I mean, I still use that sequence, the Atmananda sequence. It's like a, you know, we have like this little paper with all the pictures on it and the names of the poses and what you do and stuff. And it's just such a complete sequence. And there's a lot of hard poses in there. And, you know, you can take that paper with you anywhere you go. And he, I think he spent a lot of time developing it and making sure that it got every single part of your body. And it was both challenging, but doable. Um, so all those things together, I guess, you know, made me realize, God, like, I don't, I thought I was strong, but I'm really not compared to all these people. Like I would go to the gym and I would run, but, you know, during Morgan Stanley days, I, like you said, forgot about my body also, right. you know, cause you don't, you have no time to work out. You're working all day long. You're, you're tired. You're, you know, going out afterwards. It just wasn't like a healthy lifestyle at all. So being able to do something that was so controlled that involved breathing, but also affected you like way deeper than just the physical was huge for me. And I was yeah. like, okay, just like you said, like I could use this to help myself. And if everybody did this, I mean, the world would be like a completely different place, right? So. Yeah. And I mean, what you say about your teacher, like Chapia was deeply flawed. I mean, he had some there were some problems. I'm not going to get into it. Because, <laughs> you know, those days were a little crazier. Um, but he, that kind of showed me like, oh, you can really transmit some powerful teachings and facilitate this sort of like community movement, but still, you know, be this normal person out there like making, you know, big mistakes. Like you don't have to be this like perfect yogi person to teach yoga. Like I'm not excusing irresponsible behavior, but right. it did show me that, you know, like I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to like sit on a mountaintop somewhere. Like I can just share my practice with people and still, you know, make mistakes in my life. Yeah. And my training was about six months. Was yours the same? Like it was spread out over six months too, or? Mine was eight weeks in a row, eight weekends in a row and I was done. And nice. then I feel like I was supposed to do like some follow-up work that I never did. And I just, I immediately got two classes a week, helped manage the studio. And then gradually, you know, I think I ended up with like five or six classes a week there before I moved down to San Diego a few years later. Yeah, I, I started teaching right away too after um, the teacher training. I moved to LA and then I taught 18 classes a week, which is crazy. I can't imagine teaching that much right now. But, right. you know, I was like in my 20s, like mid 20s, mid to late 20s. And I was like, if this is what I'm going to do for work, this is how many classes I got to teach to try to make a living, right? Like, so yeah, I mean, this is my full time job. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's hard to make a living being a yoga teacher, especially now it's a little bit more competitive. 
So I do like it when people that sign up, like we've, we've had physicians sign up, we've had nurses sign up, people who are looking to integrate it into what they already do. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, just to have it as something else they do, maybe not their sole job, but we still do get people who sign up who end up doing it completely for a living. I mean, you got to get privates, you do teach many, many classes a week. I mean, it's a hustle, but you know, I guess anything is, everything is. Yeah. I mean, if you really want it, you make it happen, right? I just remember thinking like, okay, I'm not going to be a waitress in LA I'm not going to be an actress on the side to try to make extra money. Like, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to teach as much as I need to. And teaching that much really made me good super fast because you just have to get good. Um, And it was really helpful. Like, I almost see it as like a yoga training, like living up in LA teaching that much because once I moved to San Diego, I felt like I was that much better, you know, like. I just felt like I had so much experience, even though it had only been a year of teaching for that much, yeah. but just the amount of classes I taught, like you have to get so creative because I don't, I don't like teaching the same thing again and again and again. So you just build up this crazy repertoire that you can like kind of dig into anytime. Right. But- yeah, for sure. I mean, and cause you're so good at sequencing, but your training was a set sequence, right? Mm-hmm. It was a set so where do you think, cause my teacher was like, he was so good at sequencing and he was sequencing new stuff. Like every time you went to his class, there was no two classes the same. So that was kind of how I was always inspired. What made you so good at sequencing, especially coming from a training with a set sequence? I think it was just because I was teaching that many classes a week. Like, can you imagine teaching 18 classes a week and teaching the same shit every time? Like, it would be like Groundhog Day, right? Right. So I really forced, yeah, I just forced myself to like get out of the box. And like, you know, I knew that almost every class has like a warrior one, warrior two, right? Like you can almost every single class you go to has some sort of warrior one dance or warrior two dance sequence. So I would just like, be like, okay, I'm going to teach a class with zero warrior ones. So you really have to like, think about doing something else. Like I'm not going to, I'm going to teach a class and not do a single vinyasa, you know, like you got to get creative. So you got to start doing like the looping and the like jump switching, like other ways to build heat versus the vinyasa. So I don't know. I, I think it was just out of necessity of like not boring myself to death that I just forced myself to try to teach a different class every time. And what about like your teacher training experience? Like, what do you think was the most challenging part of it? The most challenging part for me was like speaking, like public speaking, because that was really, really hard for me. Like, I remember even when I was little having to do presentations and I would just like freeze, you know, like I had a really hard time speaking in front of people. Like I was just so shy and so introverted. And then when I went to Morgan Stanley, I had to, I had to do some presentations. So I started kind of getting a little bit more comfortable with it. But the first few classes I taught, like in teacher training, people had to be like, can you speak up, please? Like, we can't hear you. Like, that's right. how quiet I was, right? And so just being able to, like, project my voice was really hard. Um, or, like, even being in front of the class, like, I never liked demoing too much. I just don't like the attention on me, you know? Right. 
So I try not to demo too much and I'll like move around the room a lot or teach from the back of the room. Um, but I, I, I just like, I like adjusting and I like moving around. So I don't know. I, th I think over time, just, it's just practice, right? It's like teaching movement is such a different language. It's a foreign language because when you don't teach movement, yeah, you're not thinking about your right arm and your left hip and how to step forward and how to say this and that, like it's a whole other language that you don't use unless you're in this field. Right. So that was the hardest thing for me is just being able to be comfortable in my own skin, like letting people see me, like really see me and, and being able to get it, get all of it out there. You know, what about you? I think because my training was like this, every weekend you learned about a different style. So we had like an Iyengar weekend. We had a Kundalini weekend. We had an Ashtanga weekend. We had a Vinyasa weekend. And a lot of it was focused on Anusara, which is a style that's no longer, um, which that's like a different podcast. Um, and so I felt like I felt almost like what I was doing at Harmony wasn't good enough. Like this like wild, crazy movement set to like music blasting. I was like, what's right and what's wrong? So I almost felt like confused. Like I had to choose one of these like old school paths. And, but like me who was coming through, like I knew I wanted to teach like Chappie and like teach in the way that like really had grabbed me. So, I mean, I figured that out. I like by the end and when I started teaching, I'm like, this is who I am and how I'm going to teach. And it's not right or wrong, but like I knew it was the right style for me. I appreciated being exposed to all those other styles. And when I go to any of those classes, it's familiar to me and, and I'm happy about that. But it was just being like comfortable, like you said, in my own skin, like doing what I felt is like true to me. And what was the hardest thing, most challenging or not the hardest, the, I guess like maybe what's your favorite since we already talked about was the most challenging. You know, my teaching. favorite thing about my teacher training, like I would only really know now because like there was no rules back then. Like one lady, the Kundalini, the Kundalini teacher told us to drink our pee and <laughs> you know, like uh. nobody... You know, we had an incident like that in one of our teacher trainings where someone told the students to drink their pee and they freaked out. And I was like, wow, like those fun days are over when you could just say any wild stuff. And we were all just like considering it. Nobody drank their pee, but nobody also freaked out. You know what I mean? And and also we were expected to do so much. Like we had to do so much yoga and I just really appreciated that. And you can't really, you just have to be so careful these days with, I mean, I guess it's all across our culture. So I do kind of, I'm so glad I got to learn to teach yoga at the time I did in the city in Los Angeles, like in those early 2000s. Like it was just still a little bit wild, wild west in, in bad ways and, and, but in good ways <laughs> <I needed>. too. <laughs> Yeah, I guess my favorite thing about teacher training was doing that much yoga. Like it kind yeah. of became my job and we we were checked like you had to take 3 to 4 classes a week and if you didn't you had to make it up. 
Yeah. Like if you had a week where you didn't do your three or four classes, then it was added to the next week. And so sometimes like you were doing, you know, class seven days a week and my body felt so good. Yeah. And I remember my digestion was amazing. Like it was like yeah. for the first time that I'd had like amazing digestion. It's, I, mean, I guess it's from all the twisting and like all the movement, all the breathing. But I, that's one thing that stuck out, out to me is like, you know, my digestion was great. My body yeah. felt great. And it felt really good to do that much yoga. So yeah, and that kind of brings me like just to talk about how we are doing the training now. Cause like at the time we were both really young in our 20s, not married, no kids. I mean, we both it sounds like we both had pretty full-time jobs. So the weekend, the weekend thing worked, and then I would go to yoga every night, practically, like mm -hmm. after work. So I just feel like these days, and especially we're not just targeting, like we don't just want like 22 year olds in our teacher trainings. Like it's been really, really nice to have a super diverse group in both like gender, age, different um, like jobs people have. So that style of teacher training where you have to dedicate all that time in like a, a short period of time isn't really that doable for a wider variety of people. So our newer way of doing it is one partial weekend a month. So you even have Sundays off. It's just Friday nights and Saturdays. And that has been, I think, a really good change in attracting like a more diverse student base. Mm -hmm. And I do think there's this misconception that you only do a teacher training if you want to be a teacher. And even if I didn't start teaching, like the knowledge that I accumulated from that teacher training about myself yeah. and about how I function and about, you know, my relationship to other people and the environment and all that, like it is pretty amazing. Like when you start thinking about the deeper philosophy of yoga, you know, the effects of meditation and breathing and just like, I don't know, it's, it's such a an awareness expander, right? Like you don't think about these things throughout the day. No one else is going to teach them to you unless you really go out on your own and start reading these ancient yoga texts that talk about, you know, the yamas and the niyamas and all the whole eight limb path and all that. But like, you know, I just remember questioning a lot, like, who am I? Like, what are my values? Like, what do I stand for? Like, what's my goal? Like, and not just in like a, professional way, but more of like a lifelong kind of like anchor, right? Like it's almost like yoga became my lifelong anchor. Yeah. And I always go back to that. Like I can't, I say it all the time. Like when I go like a week without yoga and then I go to class again, I'm like, how do people live without this? Yeah. Like how do they, do they get used to being in pain? Do they get used to being inflexible and sad and depressed all the time? Like I, I don't know. I don't know how people live without yoga. It's crazy. Yeah, and just to never breathe consciously and to do it with movement, I think it's easier than sitting down to, to do breath work or it's like easier to do it after all that movement. So I just feel like a vinyasa class is so much like a meditation. Um, like you can yeah. be moving and meditating. And I think in this day's culture, people kind of need to move at least, you know, to introduce themselves to conscious breathing and just 
being quiet in their mind. Sometimes you got to move the body to get to that place. And that's how I felt like that. And I feel the same way, like yoga grabbed me and just never let me go. That's true. (laughs) Um, What was the other question I had for you? I guess after like teaching for, you know, we've both been teaching over 20 years or almost 20 years. I can't, I lost count. Hopefully I'll stop counting. Um, now that it's been that long that you've been teaching, how do you feel about it? Feel the same, better? Um, what are your thoughts on that? I feel great about it. I love it. I mean, because we do a lot. Like we have a business with a lot of different things going on. But if I wasn't teaching classes, especially group classes, like to our community, I would feel really lost. It's like the word you used earlier, anchor. Anytime I've taken time off from teaching, like I guess mostly just to have babies, like I took six to eight weeks off. When I taught that first class again, I was like, oh, here I am. Like this is who I am. Like I'm a teacher. I love teaching flow lift um, a lot. I really love it. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like the core of who I am is to teach yoga, to teach that breath and movement. So I just still feel really lucky that people are coming to my classes and I get to still teach. I mean, things have really changed over the last 20 years. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I love it still. And I want to do it. I had a conversation with someone at a party who's also a teacher and she's like, what, are we going to just be doing this into our seventies? And I'm like, I sure hope so. You know, I'm just going to have different things to share. I'm going to have different insight from this like changing body. And I'm just going to have different things to say. Like, I'm glad I'm not 25 anymore. I've got all this like experience now to share. So I just feel like I'll be doing it forever one way or another. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel the same. Like I definitely love yoga so much. And when I do it, like when I go take your class and I feel the effects of it, I'm like, oh God, like I could never stop doing this. Yeah. And when I'm actually teaching and I'm walking around, I'm adjusting people and I'm seeing people move, it gives me a lot of happiness, right? Yeah. Just see the process of it. You know, I really do love it. And when everybody gets up and their face has changed and you can see like the difference it's made in their bodies and their minds. It's pretty awesome feeling. Yeah. I guess the only time I feel kind of like a little bored with it is like, because I don't have a teacher, I guess yeah. like for like when I had all these teachers in LA, it was great because I was teaching and taking class from them. So I always constantly felt inspired Um, And then we had Tim Miller up here that even though I could never get to him that much because he's far up north, it was something that I had to like look forward to. Like, oh, once a month, I'm going to go take his class. And I would come back and be like, that was amazing, you know, like, but now he's not teaching anymore. So there's no one here in San Diego that I feel like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to like go take their class except for yours. But but still we're like, we're, but you know, we're peers. You know, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I love taking your class and I do like when I first moved here, I took Michael Fukumura's class all the time and I really loved it. I don't think he teaches anymore. And then Sheil was a big impact on me. And I really, got, I got to teach a whole new style of yoga through her. 
Um, and John's I've learned a lot from, um, but yeah, like to be we're, like, we're the old ones now. <laughs> I know. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think in LA, you know, like I, Sheba Ray's been down here a few times and I've gone to her workshops a, a couple times and I'm always like, whoa, like what an injection of inspiration. Um, but yeah. I yeah, do so agree. we have to just inspire each other. Yeah, totally. And yourself. Like I've never been good about having a home practice. Like Me neither. Ever. Um, I like being in the room with people. Like I don't like doing things alone or one on one. Like it's just so boring to me. Um, so I love like the group energy thing. But I guess, you know, if I was home, I could come up with some stuff. So what I do is I just like when I practice with my students, I feel like that's when the creative juices like come out a little bit more versus when I'm just walking around teaching. But I don't know. I've had so many great teachers and I think what I learned from them has stuck with me for a long time. And I'll always remember it. Like there's Stephen Earth in L.A., Brian Kest, um, Andrea Markham. Allie Hamilton, all those girls, like, I think the only one still teaching is maybe Andrea. She does like retreats. And I know Brian like closed his studio down. So he only does like, you know, his workshops and his retreats. I think he teaches in Ojai. Yeah. Well, I'm not but, moving to Ojai. No. <laughs> but if you're ever there. For Brian. <laughs> oh, man. But well, yes, our experience with yoga and leading teacher trainings, we've done so many already. Yeah. Um, just throughout the years, we've done all different formats from like the six month to the three week in intensive. Worst ever. Um, and then pretty soon, I'm hoping that we launch our online yes. training, which will be, you know, in hopefully in like form of modules. So you can get your uh, vinyasa certification and your slow flow or whatever we want to call it. Um, just do different modules, maybe for people who have already done a teacher training and it's more like a supplemental or it's like the booty flow. I yeah. don't know. I mean, if you live somewhere where they don't offer a training or if you do our classes online, but you don't live here and you would like to, you know, train with us, I think that will be just a nice alternative way of learning more about yoga. I mean, my biggest, I guess, takeaway from my first training was I didn't know exactly what to expect, but it was life-changing. I mean, it set me on my path and it started like it was just the first of so many trainings. So you never, I mean, it's like if you're curious about taking one, it's definitely a good idea. You won't regret it. And you may or may not become a teacher, but it will sort of, like you said, it's expansive. It will open a door that will be a really, really great thing to walk through. For sure. So should we bring on our guests now? Yep. So we're bringing on three graduates of our teacher training. Um, one of them is Kathleen Rafat, who teaches breath and meditation at Booty Yoga. Sheila Ferguson, who teaches slow flow to her friends. We're trying to get her to teach at Booty, but not yet. Um, and Allison Berg, who 
also who just took our Booty University. She's one of um, the graduates from our very first Booty University program. So they all have just their own unique perspectives on their teacher training experience. And um, we're going to sit down with them right now and talk all about it. All right. Welcome, Sheila and Kathleen. Thank you guys so much for joining us today to talk about yoga teacher training. Sheila, why don't we start with you? I think just the first question we wanted to ask you guys is what made you want to take a yoga teacher training? Primarily, I have been practicing yoga for probably 20 plus years, and I just felt that there was probably more to it than I hadn't realized walking into my class you know, several times a week. So I just wanted to deepen my practice, get more of an understanding of the history and the philosophy, and it's really enriched it. So I did some independent reading on my own, and then I realized that there was probably more out there. And then coming to Booty and taking both of your classes, actually all three of your classes, realized that, you know, there was a great resource available to me. So I decided to sign up and that was February, 2020. So, um, yeah, it was, it was not a hard decision to make. I really, I really thought I, it was a good thing to do for me. And was it what you were expecting or was it different at all than like what you were kind of expecting it to be like? It was more than what I expected. I guess initially I thought it was all going to be about how to teach yoga, which initially I thought, well, that's not really for me because I had no intention of ever teaching yoga. I just wanted to learn more about yoga, but I thought, you know, why not? So um, when I came to, to the teacher training, I realized that there was a lot more to it. And I feel like it's, you know, learning the history and the the background and all the theory behind it has really enriched my own practice. And it's changed me as a person, I think, which I really like. I think people around me can, can see it and appreciate it. So it's just all around been a very positive thing. So in, in short, it was way more than I expected. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. What about you, Kathleen? Why did you sign up? Because you guys made me. <laughs> That's right, we did. <laughs> we forced you. <laughs> and that's what's so wonderful about uh, being with you guys is because you just kind of look at, they, you looked at me and you thought, you need to take it and you need to deepen, you need to grow. And um, I thought, okay, I'm too old. You know, right. so this is. This you thought is, you were too old? Yeah, well, okay, so everybody here, I'm 73. And it was only 2018 that I started to do um, the training, right? I, I you did our training in 2018. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't that long ago. I mean, I've been I've been taking yoga for a long, long time, but I think it was that push to say, okay, you can do that no matter what age or you know like any handicaps that you have. Like I had a, a lot of things that I couldn't do. But it didn't make any difference because it was so much more like Sheila, like you said, it was so much more than just learning about the basics of yoga. It was all the other things. Right. And and you have a few years on me, Kathleen, not that many. And I felt the same way. I thought, well, I have no business doing this. Yoga's for, you know, I love to go to class, but my teachers are there's these young, fit women as a general rule, some men. And um, I just thought I'd have no business being there. And Part of the thing I loved about the training was the multi-generational 
people that were in there. And we, we all had something to offer. And I really developed some relationships with young women that I still, you know, keep in touch with. So it was really great for that too. I love that. Yes. Yes. Sheila's training was eight women, four women, 50 and up, mm-hmm. and four women, like 35 and younger. So it mm-hmm. was, and they all were friends and it was a really, really cool experience. Right. And then I did some of the Booty U recently and there was a whole new crop of people. So, yeah, I mean, I've it's really been a community building, friendship building, relationship building for me, too. And I, I've loved it for that reason. Yeah. I mean, I really love the fact like Linda Armijo, I watched her. She took a teacher training when she was, I think, 60 and became a like that is what she does for a living. And when I saw that, I think, I guess that was probably like in 2013 or something. I was like, well, look at that. I, I, it was surprising to me. And so I've always encouraged, like, I don't, I hate to say older women, but that's just what I'm going to say. To do it because whether or not you want to teach or not, but both of you are teaching. Yeah. It's not just, I mean, you can take it for the experience, but it is really cool that both of you guys are actively teaching and it really does work out that way. Well, and it also allows you to be, you learn so much and then you can go out into the world. Like I travel a lot to India and Nepal and I felt comfortable the first time I uh, went to Nepal that I kind of knew a little bit about um, yoga and that I could go and I, I met people and I even taught at Om Handicrafts, which is um, a, a singing bowl shop. Mm-hmm. And I taught, so like, you know, there's so many, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have met all those people. And we even have a sticker, a booty sticker on the door. That's right. Of the Om so Right. In Nepal. <laughs> so like, you know, it travels, your teaching travels. Yeah. And one was the point when both of you realized that you did want to teach and or you could teach was there like one defining moment within teacher training or after teacher training well my teacher training started before the pandemic and then we had a bit of a shift because we were no longer able to meet so we would have our lectures online and then amanda and jonathan and whoever else was involved would assign us to do zoom classes with each other which was kind of interesting And, you know, we kept up with those. And then I have a group of friends that are spattered around the world. And I just reached out to them and I said, hey, anyone want to be my guinea pig? I would love to practice my yoga training with you. And that developed into, um, you know, a weekly thing that still goes on today. And I'm actually meeting up with a lot of these people. And now there's husbands and kids and all sorts. And we're meeting up next week in Italy. And a lot of them are still there. So I teach them online. It used to be every Wednesday. Now it's every Thursday. And uh it's that kind of made me get confidence that I, you know, they were friends, they were an easy crowd, but then, um, I don't know, it built my confidence. So I, I decided I would step outside of that comfort zone. And, uh, so that was the defining moment, the teacher training itself, forcing me to seek students. So. What about you? Mine was different because it was before the pandemic and we had a big class, right? I can't remember exactly, but there were Men? Oh, in your teacher training? Teacher yeah. Training. Yeah. Was right. Who was in it at all? Yeah. It was, um, well, Jenny, Jenny uh, mm-hmm. Lamp. Lampy? Lampy. Okay. She was, she yeah. was there. 
and she she teaches. Yeah. And a lot of the people started teaching then. I didn't I felt really uncomfortable. Like when I was trying to say things, you know, the words were coming out when I was doing. <laughs> but um, I always felt supported by the group. That was great. And then I went to India. I had some bouts of cancer, so I had to take some time off. But I went to India. I found Pranayama, um, and I found a teacher that I fell in love with, you know, just his way that he taught. And so that being comfortable and loving that, that was my pathway because the yoga I couldn't always teach. Right, right. Like the movement. The movement, mm-hmm. yeah. The movement I couldn't teach. So I, that pranayama and then into the meditation became my my place to uh, be able to feel like I could teach. And you did that after our teacher training? Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Because I felt like you were doing some stuff. Well, before. Before. I did it before. And right. And I went back after. So I continued, right. but in a deeper way after. Yeah. Right. But, but you're right. I did it before, too. And it's nice because you've opened up a lot of our students to a class that isn't necessarily about, like, the movement in yoga, but the breath work and meditation of yoga which isn't always emphasized on a class schedule. It's so important. Yeah. So it's, it's, it adds a lot to our schedule, I think. Yeah. Thank you. Cause I, you know me, I'm passionate about, about all that breath work. It's so important. And it's so nice that you guys can support me and allowing me to do it because that not every studio does that. Which they should. They, which they they definitely should. Um, what would you guys say to someone who may have thought about doing a teacher training, but is also feeling unsure of doing it? You know, what would you guys say to them? Do it, do it, do it, do it, and then do it. <laughs> because it just, it just, it's like taking an, another language. You know, it just really gets you involved in your own thoughts and your own patterns and your own life. And just creates another platform, yeah. I think. And, you know, and then you can go on from there. And the Booty University is amazing, too. So that gives you all the little specialties of uh, yoga that you want to take. You can pick you can pick and choose on that one. But, boy, it, it really, it changed my life. Hmm. And I thank you for pushing me. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad it worked. We can be very pushy. Yeah. <laughs> And as a Canadian, one of my favorite expressions is shoot the puck. Why not? I mean, honestly, it's it was just something I was not sure about. But when are you ever 100% sure before you make a decision and take a step? And it's never going to be wasted time. I mean, I, I guarantee that it will be enhancing to one's life. And just on the mat, when you're taking class in future, I mean, having done teacher training, classes are more meaningful to me now, but then also off the mat in my daily living, it has impacted me greatly. And I think a lot of it is from what I learned in teacher training. And both of you did our old format of teacher training, which is pretty like the more common format. It's eight weekends. And I always, we always try to make it like every other weekend, but you're done in about three months yeah three months three four months um and now we do a one weekend a month program that spans nine to twelve months the last three months are electives um 
how did you guys feel about the the way you guys did it? Like the the more condensed version. Well, it's interesting because it, I think it depends on your lifestyle because that's that's the hard part. Like I I was available to be able to to do it at any time, right? right? So it didn't re- doesn't really matter. I like the condensed only because I I forget <laughs> right in my old brain to have that space. But for people that are younger that can't do it, and I think that that's a wonderful alternative because I don't think anybody else really offers that. And right. then I love the specialty part too. So that's a whole nother thing that you can do. And I think my circumstances were different in that it was the pandemic and I really had nothing else much going on anyway. Right. So. <laughs> that was a perfect time. <laughs> Ideal. It was good. And I, I think if I had the choice now, if I was starting, I would like the Booty U format because I do think having the time in between to just have things ruminate and, you know, marinate and practice in between because it comes at you quite quickly in the eight week format. So it's kind of an all in type of thing. So I, and I actually managed to take some of the booty U modules last year. I think I took two or I think I took the one you taught Kathleen and then I took slow flow and I took vinyasa. So maybe I took three or four, I can't remember. And I liked it. I liked how those worked. So I, I would we also did the condensed condense in the summer. The three we would week do three weeks in a row. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I didn't know I didn't know that. They were awful. As the teacher well, with you guys. small children, I was like, this is I hate this so much. Like I'll just Sucks. admit it. <laughs> it's just too much. Is it's great for someone who's young or I don't know, like a Someone who wants to student, travel here yeah. and make uh-huh. it like a vacation, like a, a you know, like yeah, a like a retreat. And La Jolla is a good place yeah. to do that, but never shall I <laughs> ever, teach ever. one of those again. <laughs> For sure. I don't think I can handle that. But I just thought about what do you guys think was the most challenging thing for you during teacher training? I, we had a section called Finding My finding your voice. And Mm -hmm. I remember, so, and I did it in two different formats. The first one was with John and Amanda and we had to speak in front of the class. And it was a bit terrorizing because I felt like, you know, I'm not, I don't lack confidence in dealing with people, but my voice wasn't projecting. I was kind of breathing wrong and it's, it was incredible. So that was scary. And then I did it. I think Kelly Collins did a great little section with us of finding our voice. And that was like, that was really um, innovative. And I, I liked that a lot, but it was, it was scary. Right. What about you? What was the most challenging for you? Let me see. The whole thing is <laughs> <laughs> when Carolina was in the room, right? She's <laughs> <laughs> scary. She's scary. She's so not scary. <laughs> It's like, oh shit, she's gonna be a little scary. <laughs> and then you're gonna work. Yeah, and then when we had to compose our own, you know, a sequence sequence. And what was it? Like was it only like we oh, did parts like 15, maybe 10, minutes. 15 minutes? Yeah. And I still kept that and I was listening to myself because I thought it was really interesting to, to you know the the ums and ahs and oh my goodness and Flowing, remember flowing, that flowing from one yeah. movement to the other was, that was really difficult. It's like dance me. choreography, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but I can dance. That's but true. flow is not. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Anything else? I just, I, I 
sometimes I think about like the marketing around teacher training and I feel like the thing that people always write in their marketing, that it will be like a transformational experience. And I've just lately wanted to stay away from this type of like generic, like American yoga speak, you know, but both of you actually did say without us asking (laughs) if it was like a transformational experience. And it seems like it really was for both of you. I mean, can you kind of give examples of how kind of felt more transformational. Like you're a little bit different after. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I think you have to be, I don't, it's not transformational for everybody. Right. Right. So depend and that I like that you talk about that American idea of everything now that you open up your Instagram and it's like, not only do you have yoga, you have the meditation, you have cacao, you've got, it's just like, it goes on. Like there's, there's 20 lines of everything that's, Oh, and in the teacher in training, the, yes. In the teacher training. Yeah, our workshops. Our workshops. It's like there's so much that comes in and you think, oh, my God, it's overwhelming to me. And I think coming back to that simplicity, I think you have to go through the training, realize where your place is in it, and then you come out and then you kind of learn more. And, and it's just, it just, it's like this. It's like... You know, maybe the wind, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of comes in and comes out. And then at the end, and it can take years yeah, to feel that, that, that you're different, that you really are um, more aware of yourself and others around you. I like that. That's a nice explanation yeah. of that. Yeah. Right. And I think when you say transformation, it's like not the minute you graduate from the program, you're not like, oh my gosh, I'm transformed. I'm a young <laughs> My life is set. I think it's stuff that happens after and it's a gradual thing and it kind of sneaks up on you unawares. And you know, I'm, I, I think it's crazy to say I'm transformed, but I am changed and I am a bit different as a result. And I think even a little bit is so worthwhile. So, and I, I was really listening to what you were saying, Kathleen, because it is, it can be really overwhelming. And I just, you obviously found your place in it. I'm still finding my place. I find it all really fascinating and I want to learn more. So this has given me that initial, I don't know, impetus to be, to, to continue learning. I feel like as, as people, we are lifelong learners and it's like, you've never, oh, I know it all. I can stop now. You know, yeah, it's like it's a continuous process. And and this this initiated that for me, and and I continue to come to class. I continue to learn. I continue to read. I'll probably do some of your modules in the future. So, I mean, I think it's like a little. It's a little little layers get added on as you do it all. So, and you you taught the community classes, and did you did you sub a slow flow? I, feel like. I haven't yet. No, I've been away, so I haven't managed to do that. I've done um, the the in the desert the weekend training, and then just with friends. Okay. I've. I have not a very large presence at booty yoga as yet. So it's still a little intimidating for me, but um, I'll, I'll get there for sure. Yeah. But it's true about both of what you said about kind of the coming in and out of it. Like I took my first training in 2001 and I've taken so many since. Mm-hmm. I've learned to teach different things and I look at, I, I, and I teach vinyasa in a lot of the same exact ways that I did then, but there's also differences, you know, so it is an ongoing thing. And I do think with yoga, you can never run out of new things. Oh, to learn. No. no, let me just tell you one thing. I remember 
when these two first started teaching and I was in their class mm -hmm. and I remember Amanda was simply go into this and then then all of a sudden Carolina comes in bam <laughs> Remember, you used to form a circle. Yeah, and she still does. does. And yeah, okay. So it's they they have grown, but still sit, you know, stayed your own character. So yeah. I think that's the other thing is that you know we are not all sweet, we are not all kind, we are not all you know loud either. We each bring our own. Yeah, everyone's authentic for sure. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah I, I really feel that people. There's no pretending at Booty, and I really think I, I like that a lot. I sometimes go to classes elsewhere, and I'm like, you know, people are kind of, they're just kind of taking on a role, you know. Okay, I'm going to be a yoga teacher for the right, next hour, right. so this is how I'm going to perf they perform, and I feel like that just so inauthentic, and I don't enjoy that at all. So that's I do like Booty for that reason that you both and all the teachers that you bring up through the ranks. They've all developed their own voice. They've all found their own way, and they don't pretend to be anything other than they are. I like that. I think we we keep that message clear in teacher <laughs> training usually, right? Like, never try to be someone else. Never try to pretend that you're this holy being. You know, right. like be yourself, be normal. I mean, that's the kind of yoga we like. For sure. I, don't I mean, like I might foo foo BS no. yoga, and I don't want you to see me out and be like, wait a second. <laughs> I have seen her out, and I'm, but I'm like the same. The same. You are. So Just I mean, I guess I'm a little clothes. softer in the yoga room, but but yeah, be yourself for sure, and it's like a nice vehicle to be yourself through yeah. teaching, teaching anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great program. I highly recommend anyone delve into it for sure. Thank you. It was nice to get both of your perspectives. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Right. Thanks for us. Yeah, trusting us to be your teacher trainers, even if you were forced. <laughs> <laughs> I willingly walked in the room, so it's not all uh, pressure. So, Well, we're so glad you did. And thank you both for sitting down with us today. You're welcome. Pleasure. Bye, Sheila. Bye, Sheila. Bye. Welcome, Allison. Thanks for being here and joining us to talk about your yoga teacher training. Thanks for having me. Um, so the first question I had for you was, why did you sign up for a teacher training? So I had been practicing pretty consistently for a little over two years, and I just felt like I needed something deeper. I wanted to take my personal practice to the next level, and I knew um, just as someone who's like a giver in my life, I really wanted to be able to um, give a good experience to people taking my future classes. Um, and so, yeah, I just was ready for like a deeper journey into the other side of my practice. So you knew right away that you wanted to be a teacher? And that's I would say, yes, I did know right away I wanted to be a teacher, but I wanted to feel really confident and strong in my personal practice before I um, went into teacher training. How long had you been doing yoga? I had been doing yoga. Yoga has sort of always been in my life, but I'd say consistently practicing, you know, over five times a week, sometimes every day, that was around two and a half years. That's cool. When did you start? Yes. Like, when did you take your first yoga class? 
my first yoga class that I remember was a mommy and me yoga class with my mom when I was, I think it was like a, it was like a mom daughter. So I wasn't a baby. I was around like six or seven. Um, and then I would see my mom do just like little practices on the TV around the house and would join her sometimes. But I would say my first real, um, my first real, real class, I would say I was a sophomore in high school. Hmm. That's so great that you've had it in your life pretty much always. Yeah. And how old are you now? I'm 22. And when you, like, during our program, during the program that you did, was it, like, was it what you expected? Was it different in any way than what you expected? You know, how was the overall experience? So I actually finding your studio was such a blessing to me because I had been working at the front desk uh, at another yoga studio and they didn't offer a vinyasa teacher training. So kind of looked around some other studios in San Diego and, you know, maybe was going to do a more corporate teacher training, like a core power. And my boss at the studio that I was working at, um, knew someone who had done a teacher training with you previously. And she's like, I've been to the studio. You should just go and try it out. And I'm sure they're offering a teacher training semi soon. So that's what I did. I immediately, I think I took Carolina's class first. Immediately one fell in love with the studio. was like, wow, this is great. And then also your class was just so different than any other class I had taken. Like the movements were so dynamic. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it would be such an honor to kind of come out of a teacher training similar to either Carolina or you. Um, And so, yeah, that's how I found your studio. And I think the teacher training was just better than I could have imagined. I think the layout of it, how it was really slow was different than a lot of my friends who have gone through a teacher training, but there's so many benefits to that, right? Because, you know, you could study yoga your whole life and still have more to learn, but it was so great that we had these partial weekends and then a month before we met next. So I really had time to integrate the philosophy into my life, but then also integrate things into my physical practice. So looking back, I feel like it was I really liked the pacing of it. And how much, how many yoga classes a week on average during that? Cause the program you did was nine months. Yes. How many classes do you think a week you were going to? A lot. A lot. Yeah. I was taking as much as I could. Um, I would say probably six days a week consistently, sometimes every day. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And do you think that really helped you integrate all the stuff you were learning to just be constantly, even if it wasn't at booty, if it was at the place you work, like, was it a nice, did it change going to class for you being in the training? Totally. And it honestly was, it definitely changed my experience because the biggest takeaway from booty university was just how well both you and Carolina hold space in your classes and you leave that silence and you leave those pauses for people to, you know, soak in the benefits of the posture and you're not just, you know, constantly talking. So it did change my experience. Some of my instructors whose class I really, really loved, you know, after going through the, um, after, you know, learning how important it is to hold space, I sort of 
kind of shifted the classes that I really liked going to. I found like I found new instructors that I felt like held space very well and found myself gravitating towards that. Um, so yeah, the teacher training did change my experience in taking classes because like that, like I said, some teachers, you know, I didn't think they did the best job holding space, but then also I was felt like my ears were on a lot more because I was listening. Do I like this cue? Was Is this a cue I want to put in my practice? Um, so yeah. I feel like almost teacher training like ruined my experience for a little while, especially when I was deep in it because I could no longer just take a class just to take a class, right? Like I was going in there with like this analytical, like new perspective of it, like what goes into teaching. Totally. Always be like, uh, I don't like what they just said, or I love what they just said. You know, constantly thinking about like, am I going to teach that? Am I going to adopt that? Or like being like repelled by it, you know? Totally. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was sad. Like some of my teachers who I really loved after kind of being like, wow, it is so, silence is so nice sometimes. I found myself not going to their class as much. And it was, it was a little sad, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great takeaway. That's something that's really important to us is to not talk the entire time and just teaching you guys to breathe while you teach is always a good reminder for me, like, cause I need to remember to do that, but it does allow for so much more silence and silence is definitely golden mm-hmm. in all places, especially yoga classes. Totally. <laughs> um, if you like, if someone was asking you like, oh, should I take a yoga teacher training? Would you, how, how would you like recommend to take a training? Would you say for sure? Yes, for sure. Do it this way, do it that way. Like how would you tell someone about recommending someone? I would 100% say yes, because I feel like yoga is you know, so westernized in America and it's so asana based in a lot of studios, you know, you're just really focusing on the poses. And I feel like through the teacher training, I got such a deeper understanding of, you know, what yoga is and how it is a way of life and the eight limb path and all of this stuff. So I think there, and there were some people in the teacher training too, who didn't really have an interest in being a teacher, but they just wanted to, you know, deeper their own understanding. Um, and that, I always knew in my experience that I did want to be a teacher, but I think even if I wouldn't, even if I didn't want to be a teacher, it's still so beneficial um, because you're learning about yoga as a whole and what it actually is. You know, the asanas are just a small part of what it actually is. So, um, yeah, I would recommend it to everybody. Um, What would you say is the most challenging thing that you went through during your teacher training? What was the hardest thing for you? Oh my gosh. It's just like you guys said, it really is a different language. And I didn't expect how hard it was going to be. And you guys always mention that, you know, the way we talk when we're teaching is just not the way that you talk in day-to-day life, you know, cueing rights and lefts and different body parts. So um, it was definitely that I think was the most challenging part for me, just being okay with being really rocky and not good for a while. Like it took a long time and just like even teaching some beginning classes, like, oh my gosh, like that was rough. But um, 
just realizing like the mouth is a muscle too. So, you know, the more you practice, the the better, the better you get. I feel like you picked it up really quick though, yeah. right? Like you were cueing almost like perfectly halfway through the training, which is amazing. It's very hard to do that. So, you know. I'm glad you think that. I think just I'm so like hard on myself sometimes. Um, but yeah. I, I think by the end, like I came out of the teacher training feeling like, okay, I'm ready to go. Even like the last two partial weekends of the training, I felt I was ready to teach and was teaching to my friends and like small groups like that. But that first vinyasa weekend, I was like, I did not expect it to be this hard. This is really interesting. And you're teaching, right? Yes. Yeah. A lot, right? Yeah. I teach... Well, I'm in grad school right now and then also teaching first grade. So I'm just – I teach Friday uh, Friday nights and then I teach a double on Saturdays and then I'll pick subs up here and there over the weekend. But those three classes are my consistent classes every week. And you're in grad school to become a school teacher? Yes. I'm in grad school to become uh, a teacher. But right now I'm co-teaching with my guide teacher. So I'm there for – contract hours and um I'm basically teaching just without getting paid <laughs> and in in and in a lot of uh units of classes right now. And once you become a school teacher, will you teach yoga on the side? Yes. I think it is a for life thing for me. Yeah. It's been so great. I have a, I still get nervous before I teach, you know, because I care so much about creating the best experience that I can for everyone that takes my class. Um, but I love the challenge of it. And I love that. And same thing with teaching elementary school too. Like there's, you're always going to be able to improve and, you know, do better at something. And I like, I love that challenge. So yeah, I think I'll do it for life. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And what What's your favorite thing about teaching? It's hard to pick one. I'd say – I would say connecting with the students is really great. Like you feel that energy exchange in class and then getting to talk with them after and seeing how they – I always ask how everyone feels after class, not necessarily did you like the class, but I always ask how they feel so then, you know, they're paying attention to if there's any change in their physical or like emotional state after taking a class. Um, but yeah, I'd say the connection is really great. And uh, I've had those three consistent classes for a little while now. And so it's been nice to like kind of build a class and, you know, see familiar faces and it's been really fun. That's really awesome. I mean, you're a great example because you really dedicated yourself to the training, not only just by always showing up, being present, asking questions, but also doing all that yoga during the training and then just jumping right into teaching because you had the opportunity where you worked and we would love for you to be subbing here, but we know you're so busy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just thanks for being one of those like golden students because <laughs> yes, sure. you don't come along all the time. You so. did it right. Like yeah. most people wait too long after teacher training and then you kind of lose momentum and you forget everything. So like the best way to learn is to do a lot of yoga 
you know, show up every day and then teach right away so that you, yeah. you know, have that fresh, all that stuff fresh in your mind to continue, you know? Totally. That's what my boss at the studio I'm working at right now, I told her, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. What's the audition? I know I'm ready. Like, what's the audition process like? Thinking it would be in like a month or, you know, and she's like, well, there's one this weekend. And I was like, okay. And, you know, felt a little nervous about it. Looking back, I don't really know why I was so nervous, but she said the same thing. Like these skills that you learn in teacher training, they don't just stick forever. So she's like, you got to use it or honestly lose it. So yeah, she was saying the same thing. Oh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us and chat about your experience. Um, we do hope, like Amanda said, that you have a little time. to This sub. summer, oh my gosh, I okay. will. Good. Awesome. We always need subs in the summer. Yes. Yes. Thank and you. Thank Alex. you guys for everything too. It was a great teacher training and um, I actually just recommended uh, booty to one of my friends who's interested in maybe doing the booty university not this year but next nice cool awesome all right girl thank you Have thank a good you day. you too bye well thank you for listening to us babylon about teacher training and talk to some of our favorite graduates from the program if you're interested in taking our next booty university it starts in January and you can get all the info you want on our studio website, bootyyogalj.com and email us with any questions and we can get you all signed up. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>